Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Hey everyone, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. Um, this is a quick hit. We are combining um, three shows into this quick hit, so it's a lot to talk about. Um, uh, it's my fault we didn't do one the first two nights because Brad and Jonathan have been in Vegas and willing and able to do quick hits anytime, so I apologize to everyone on on their behalf. But now we're all together on the phone and we're going to talk about all three shows. What's up, guys? Hey, you know, I stayed up all night the past several nights waiting to do a quick hit in the morning with you and nothing. Sitting in the closet. Sitting in the closet. Yeah. Just sitting by his phone with nothing else on. <laughs> oh, man. So, guys, um, these have been, I think, without any um, exaggeration, three pretty incredible shows. I'm really happy for you guys. I know, Brad, you're on your way home now, and Jonathan's staying for, for the last one. But 
Um, Brad, why don't you start? Tell us about the the first night and sort of what your impressions were. I know this is your first time at the venue too, right? Yeah, first time, um, not first time in Vegas, but to see fish. I didn't make it last time, last few times. Um, it's fine. It's Vegas. I feel like the theater was made as cheaply as possible or with the thought that we'll probably have to take this down someday. Um, the, the room is small. It's okay. It's, it's nice. Seats aren't anything to be proud about. Um, but it was fun getting in there. You just walk straight from the, the casino into the um, arena. Nice. It, you know, take all the beers you want. It's all good, man. It's, it was fun. Awesome. And Jonathan, what about you? Did you have a similar similar reaction? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, little double standard about men not bringing in small backpacks and things like that. But, uh, you know, we got around that and learned the way the first day so that we're getting in and uh, everybody's bringing in their beverages of choice uh, quite happily. And nice. for the, aside from an occasional uh, overzealous usher, you know, uh, people are able to get where they need to be and, uh, Know, get together with the people they want to see and rock out the shows. So, pretty fun. Yeah, so it was it was kind of funny the first night, Jonathan. Um, one of your friends like basically couldn't give away his tickets, but it was okay. relatively crowded, like a soft sellout, I guess. And then uh, it got progressively crowded, more crowded each night. So, uh, pretty good turnout. It's fun to see everybody. You know, you run into like people you've seen a lot but like instead you're next to some loud loud machine so. <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny i haven't seen i haven't seen fish in vegas since 04 which was a really tough time for everyone including me and the band but um so what, what about jonathan what were some of your um your musical highlights from night one well you know they uh they got right out of the gate pretty strong um they uh, they brought us uh, dog stole things, which I don't have the date in front of me, but had been kind of on the shelf for a while. That was really nice to see. Got a little bluegrass in there with beauty. Um, I like the destiny kind of stretched just a little bit. Uh, very type one, of course, but it, it was they took it for a little walk. Um, uh, probably the first set, though, my highest highlight would be uh, steam into the wedge was a yeah. really cool segment. Um, not a long jam, uh, perhaps a uh, hashtag migrate, micro jams, but, um, but I had to get that in there, but, but it but pretty good. And then, um, yeah. And then the second set, I think it's pretty obvious to folks that uh, after the crimes of the mind bust out, golden age was big. And uh, that whole sequence, really golden age, simple light and 20 years later, I thought was just, Terrific, but twenty-five minutes, golden age jamming, it's outstanding, outstanding. Yeah, that was. Um, I, I, I think I listened to it more than I, you know, immediately listened to anything since, um, at least since the Kill Devil Falls from Atlanta of uh, twenty fifteen. But um, uh, there was some hyperbole online that it was the best jam since Tahoe Tweezer, or the best jam um, since since anyone can remember. But I think it was pretty amazing. Um, they they seem to be. Um, pretty purposefully pushing it. Yeah, I'm not sure I can um, duly rank it per se at this <laughs> point because I have not gone back and listened to it more than once. But, nice. Um, it, it, it was good. Brad, what mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on on the first night? 
musically? Yeah, I thought it was good. They they came out swinging. There wasn't any letdown, especially with the Martian Monster and then the um, No Man's to open. I was a little disappointed because I was hoping that there was going to be horns and, and that No Man's kind of um, took that out of the uh, off the table, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right away like that. So, um, but otherwise, everything was just really well played, and I thought it was a great time. Jonathan and I got to hang out uh, during the first set. Awesome. And uh, most of that golden age too, so it's good. That's cool. I loved getting a picture of you guys um, via text from before the before the show. That w- that made me super happy. So that w- I'm glad you guys got to hang out. Um, yeah, that was fun. That was our uh, first first time to rock a show together. It's crazy. It's good <laughs> stuff. Um, and then so Saturday night, um, Jonathan, you and I were talking a little bit about bef- the um, you know before we started recording, but. Um, so there's a little bit of a theme developing, obviously, with the openers. Um, Brad, do you want to talk about your takeaways from Saturday? Well, I thought there'd be a little bit of a, a lull or something, you know, after that yeah, really yeah. well-played opening first night. We've talked about the three runs and four-run shows a lot, and um, there's usually a night that is either like the, the relief night, it seems, or there's like a nervous night and they didn't have, they haven't had either. They've been so locked in and practice. Mm-hmm. It seems like everything is just whatever they wanted to do. It's, it's gone off really well. And the, um, they've been playing, they've been playing so well too. Um, just that first set, I feel like everything was like just well played. Um, the, the Rogue got out there, the, oh, the maze was raging. Um, I love the more closer, but, um, Jonathan, what, what, what about you? Well, you know, again, birds kill devils. That's a good start. Um, Five fifty-five rocks, but that the Roger, yeah, it, you you mentioned it, and you're right. It that was probably one of my favorite things in that first set, um, almost definitely. But it's hard. That little to, two song, the wrong, the two songs, uh, Roger and the, and the Gumbo. I mean, that's two first set, like top-notch set, first set right. songs. Right, and then you uh, combine that with the maze a few songs later, um, and you, you just that's immense, immense pieces of music, and and Wingsuit More to close a set was, I thought, really terrific. So, but I, I like Wingsuit. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What about the More closer? I mean, is that isn't that right? They did that at Alpharetta, and I thought it was just maybe it's just because I love the um, fist fist pump um, and listen to somewhat somewhat cheesy lyrics but um did was it a pretty was it pretty energetic in terms of a set closer i thought so yeah just top notch i love it i love the catch the catchy phrases i talked <clears throat> sorry a few different people just like you know stopped and said hello and like two separate people made, made a mention to them like vibrating or with love and light or whatever you know what i mean so it's, it's catching on <laughs> yeah well. yeah yeah totally and the second set, um, as you said, Jonathan, before there wasn't a you know monster jam like like Golden Age, but a lot of really nice stuff. It looks like from the Fish.net um, set list that it was almost all all segues besides uh, besides going into the horse. So that's pretty cool. What was your um, what was your feeling from that second set, Jonathan? Oh man, you know they uh, they took Mercury for a little walk. Um, good Piper build sense no intro but a really nice sense and uh and then they dropped into tweezer right when you know on some other shows they wouldn't have surprised us if they dropped into a ballad or something mm-hmm. at that point they dropped into a tweezer we everybody 
everybody ate that up. Um, and then I always wanted it this way, kind of stretched out a little bit and gave everybody more of a continuing continuation for their dance party. Um, horse silent I I, was nice too. Sorry, after all that, no, I, go ahead, Brad. I just, this was, kind I was, <clears throat> was going to say, I thought the, um, I know the golden ages, it was outstanding in 25 minutes and, but that little run of music to me was a highlight of the weekend because that tweezer was unexpected, but the sense before it was beautiful. I love that song. Um, and then I was one of this way. I mean, just like 11 minutes of Vita Blue, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I was, um, that, I think I got in trouble with the, the comparing fish to Humphrey. So maybe just comparing it to Vita Blue is, is a safer way to, to, to categorize that. But that's a good point. It was pretty cool jamming. I was listening to last night or Saturday night with a friend on Sunday who's not a fish fan. And at the end of that jam, he was like, Wow, that was some pretty non-fish sounding stuff for a while there, which is kind of just interesting. Someone who I've subjected to a lot of fish, but isn't a fan. So people definitely, it seems like a different direction, you know? Yeah, um, but a, a good yeah. one, a welcome one. Yeah, for sure. And so guys, the the theme, or not the theme, but the, the sort of, uh, I don't know, just opening with one song from the Thrilling Chilling set, um, Every Night Continued Until Last Night. Um, I guess talk about that first set last night, but also is there any, what do you, I mean, are they just going to close it out tonight with, you know, one of those songs or is there, is there more to it? You think? I'm not sure I could uh, decipher more than, more than what they've laid out for us at this mm -hmm. point. Yep. Yeah. My thoughts are, it's like them just revisiting it and how they, they remembered how fun it was and probably excited about it. True. I don't think it's going to tie into tonight at all. Um, but it could hopefully. I want to say too, like a, a couple of high level points. One would be um, that I always wanted this way is Paige getting a lot of room. And, you know, we, we were talked about that article a lot in Rolling Stone, but I wonder if that has anything to do with it or if, um, mm. um, you know, they're just, they like that song. So, mm -hmm. and then the second one is I'm not, um, uh, I walked around a lot last night. Um, and I found some good spots for, for the sound, but I don't think the sound is top notch for a fish venue. Um, I think the highs could be better. Um, but you know, I'm not taking away. It's still, it's still really fun and just, I'm just nitpicking. So, um, and I talked to a few of the tapers last night and they kind of said the same thing. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I remember you mentioned that in it via text, Brad, um, is the, um, is the, this i mean does it seem like it's set it is it is an arena for shows obviously but maybe not for like um like you said top kind of top-notch stuff i don't know jonathan have you noticed anything about the sound uh well you know just like any any of these places it's kind of variable wherever you go so i've had good sound and i've had okay sound and um and a place this as crowded as this place is becoming um i tend to opt for um, elbow room and comfort over optimal sound because you can hear pretty well anywhere. And uh, being being old, my my high frequency hearing is a little lost, anyways. So um, mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe I'm just easily maybe that, pleased. Maybe that's in some my respects. fault. Yeah. <laughs> so. And so, what about? Um, let's quickly talk about the the second set, guys. Um, last night, uh, um, there was about what forty minutes of awesome. Um, improv there between the Donald's disease and the birds of a feather. How, how was the second set for you guys? 
Well, I, I can't discount the first set, um, but I'll be really brief on oh, sorry. just noting sorry. that it was, it was, it's okay. It was, it was kind of blues heavy um, and blues and rock heavy mm-hmm. and was terrific. You know, nice, just nice page ballad in the middle. And um, I really liked the stash. I thought that it was, it was strong, even though it doesn't, you know, it's not getting that like high wire 1994 tension. But uh, had some good tension and some good playing and landed nicely. And at the end of Stash, you could yep. tell we were behind the stage. You could see, we could clearly see Trey looking extremely jazzed and excited. He turned to Fishman and, you know, called for the next song. And then they went into theme. And that theme is not to be missed, I think. Really, really good. And then there was the second it's nice. Yeah, the, the first set was nice again to hear them play those stashes and themes and stuff and um, just be confident about it. It sounds so good. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in Ghosts being second slot like that. They're still good good and all that, but I wouldn't mind it. Just open the second set with a Ghost every once in a while. I mean, is that too much to ask? Yeah, no, it has seemed to move back into like a different different spot. It's a good point. Um, yeah, but I, I like what they do with it in that spot, mm-hmm. so... That's fair. I think we can um, we can agree that Ghost is awesome and that we want to hear it more and for it to be played longer. <laughs> um, Jonathan, what about the second set? Uh, well, um, Big Disease. How about that? And then uh, Big Birds that gets out there a little bit too. Um, I, I, they were they were really going for it. Um, if anything, I mean, what do you got? That what is that like thirty seven? Then maybe maybe if you include the Fuego, you got a nice. 40 some almost 50 minutes of just powerhouse powerhouse fish yeah a lot of peaks surprised to hear the birds go go so far um again it just goes back to them playing well i think right they can they can take whatever they want out yeah. for a walk a stroll and then um a pretty miss you and, and then yeah. harry hood which uh, my first have mercy right in the middle of it. And uh, that was, we were just raving about that when we got out of the show. That had mercy was, I mean, just seamless. The transition within hood, man, just seamless and beautiful. Uh, What, what fun you could tell, you know, with all four of them singing, they're really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. And we all were too, I think. It's cool. It's really cool. It's like going back to the, Back to the 93, 93 days there, um, which is pretty cool. They haven't done it that much since. I think the last time they did it was 2011 and a couple times before that in 3.0. So it's, it's a, that's a rare thing to see. Pretty cool. Yeah, very excited about that. And Day in the Life was well, big and well-placed, I thought, uh, to close it up. It's fun. To, you know, that's a, a, a generally an encore, you know, and, and it was uh, the first night we heard the Cavern closer for the first set but then they played waves um, or walls and then um, you know it's fun to them switching things up we always talk that's, about set list that's the classic and it's, it's, yeah that's the classic 3.0 uh, uh, fake out that yeah. make you think the sets end and then wait yeah more closer yep it's awesome so guys one more question is what's going to happen tonight is there any, do you have any idea whatsoever? Do you want to play this losing game of trying to guess? No, no. I, I, I think if there's any hint at all, it has to do with Trey's tone 
um, the the kind of meteor uh, mm-hmm. Marshall stack, Marshall head rather uh, driven tone, uh, which yeah. I'm loving the sound of. It's you know it's got a mm-hmm. nice it, it a nice tendency to you know it's right on the edge of feedback at times, and uh, he's been playing with that a lot. And I, I suspect that it has something to do with what they're doing, but it's certainly not enough of a clue for me to tell you that it is thus and such. So, got it. I assume that once we hear it um, tonight, we'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's why he sounded like this." You know, yeah. um, that'd be fun. But there's clear a clear change of uh, tone and, and the way they're playing. To uh, Trey sat back a lot. Uh, not so much last night, but it, Saturday night for sure. There was tons of room for Mike and Paige. And that was really funny, just kind of playing conductor. I think it was the um, the steam that uh, the first night, too, that just he was just so nice and, and relaxed and sitting back during it. Um, I thought that was really fun to listen to. So hopefully that carries through. Maybe, you know, all the talk is people are certain it's a, it's a 70s album. Mm-hmm. I've heard, you know, Genesis. I've heard Yes, Tunes. I've heard, um, obviously, <laughs> Bowie, so... I'm gonna, those, I, are, those are the three main ones. I just want to pl- make a plug for Physical Graffiti. Um, that, that's just what I want to make a personal plug for, just in case they haven't decided yet and they listen um, today. Well, yeah, then, then I, in that case, I'm going to counter that with Band of Gypsies. But, <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, well, Brad, what, do you, what, what, what would be your plug or what would be your hope? Um... I think it'd be great to maybe like are you experienced from Jimi Hendrix and mm. the experience. Man, that would be awesome. I, can they? They could also just do the Dead guys. They could play the Dead. It would just be wrap. I'd all just up. be happy with a third set playing. That would be nice. Okay, maybe that. Um, <laughs> well, this is going to be awesome, Jonathan. I'm so excited that you get to go tonight. It's going to be a blast, and we're obviously going to um, be coming back. Yeah, our, I'm jealous. Yeah, we're going to be coming back tomorrow with a quick hit to discover whatever whatever happens. So we'll talk to you then, um, Jonathan. But I think we'll play um, we'll play the. What do you guys want to play from the first night? Um, I like the um, I like the steam, but yeah, I already said yeah, that. Give him some <laughs> of that steam jam. Steam, that's good. Yep, steam. And then second night we'll play. Um, or actually, what, what do you want to play from the second night? <laughs> Roger Peak. Yeah. Nice. Sounds I like, good. I like where this is going. Um, and then last <laughs> night? Uh, last night's got some good stuff. What do you think? Uh, I go think with that big peak and disease, maybe? Or that or that hood transition into Have Mercy. There you go. All right. We will... Um, we're Something. Gonna... Your choice. We're gonna leave it there, Jonathan. Do you want to make the final call between the hood, hood, and the disease peak? No, I'm gonna let you uh, surprise everybody. Okay. Call it dealer's choice. <laughs> dealer's choice. All right, awesome guys. Um, Brad, safe travels home, and Jonathan, we'll talk to you soon. Um, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening, thanks. everybody. Jonathan, don't forget to keep on rocking. All right. Do my best. <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> Later, guys. All right. Bye. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. 
Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Steve. 
Mr. Minor. Thank you, Mr. Minor. Thank you, Mr. Minor. Thank you, Mr. Minor.
Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love or want to love or hate yeah imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh has impacted your life uh and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week so triangulate your speakers think about jumping off the bed singing along dancing like an idiot and listen to axe grind podcast <laughs>